Cause I'm back again. I'm What up, everybody? It's your guy T. Swan. Welcome to the library where the books are kept. Inside the books are the stories. My stories. Story time with T. And as always, man, if life got you twisted or you want to get a little twisted, get twisted with Twisted Tea's Sweet Tea Whiskey. As always, as we start the show, we got to do it with a ceremonial sip. That's good. Now let's get to it. First record deal. So man, I'm stationed in South Texas, but uh, me and my me and my brother, my boy Ben, we started uh, we had started a group, man. Me and Twin was Double Trouble. Boy Ben, it was DT Click, Double Trouble Click, you know. And so man, we had uh. Man, I was my family was affected by Hurricane Katrina, so I had got some Hurricane Katrina money. Your boy bought some studio equipment with it, right? Disperse the money where I need, but I set some money aside to buy studio equipment because my boy, my twin brother, and my boy Benzo was making songs with Mr. Matthew at his house, and the stuff they were making was good, man. And I was like, hey, so my brother was learning how to engineer. He was already making beats on PlayStation. You know, we had been doing that for a while. And so I said, man, how much did it cost to get equipment? They told me, man, I took some of my Katrina money. Boom, bought the equipment, sent it to home. I ordered it while I was in New Orleans. You know? And because, um, man, if, if you remember, man, Katrina affected uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. You know? All across that Gulf Coast right there affected all of it so my family was in Mississippi and the day after the hurricane hit I was in New Orleans but anyway so man I order equipment I get it sent to the house I say hey man it should be there the next day boom I call him man because I see the, the emails that has been delivered yeah man we got the equipment man we got the speed we got the, the MIDI keyboard man we got the pro tools man the mic we got everything Everything they asked me to get, man, the monster cables, everything, I got it. I say, shoot, they jamming. Everybody keeps saying, let's get it. Let's do it. So, man, we get back, we get back to Texas, man. We start making, we start making songs. You know what I'm saying? We set up at the house. We make a song after song after song. We done made a gang of songs. And then uh, I say, well, shoot, man, we got all these songs. Let's put a mixtape right. So, man, shout out to Andy. We went over by Andy's, man. Andy used to press all the CDs and tapes for Rap-A-Lot, Switch the House, everybody. Any, any Houston artists, he was the guy that was manufacturing the CDs, jewel cases, putting the artwork on it and stuff like that, the covers, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, the inside covers. You know, a lot of times people went to pen and pixel for the art, but Andy was the guy pressing the stuff up, you know? He was pressing it up. Um, and so, man, we went to him. We know him. Shout out to Andy. And we pressed up a bunch of CDs, man. Got the jewel cases. Twin twin did the artwork. We put it together. We just sitting there. We just we just excited to have a product, like a project in our hands. Now it's time to get out there and sell it. You know what I'm saying? 
So man, we hit the uh I was still in I was, I was doing military police. So man, shoot, twin and Ben, Benzo, they hit the street, they slanging the mixtape. All the beats produced by uh by my brother, you know what I'm saying? Uh using reasons. He used reason pro uh reason program to make the beats. And uh so he did that. Every now and then we was throwing some uh we would rap over other people's beats, but most of the beats were produced by my twin. And so we were selling them ten dollars a piece, right? That's the price of a brand new city back in the day. You get one at Best Buy, Circuit City, come out on Tuesday, it'd be $9.99. So 10, 10 bucks, right? So I'm on base. I'm in Houston when I'm on my off days. We recording. We in the man, we sitting around notepads, we going at we concepts, ideas, who got who come up with something that I don't like that, be on like, man, I like that. Oh, that's tight. Just start writing. So I'm at I'm on the bass slang uh mixtapes, right? Slang, I'm slanging them at the gate. I'm slanging at the gate. Uh we had some we had some homeboys, man. And shout out to Dollar Bill and them, man. They was they call it the guys that call it Future the Radio. So they had a mixtape out too. They had they had they had their CD out. And uh I remember man, I remember this man, Dollar Bill hit me up. He said, Oh, this the project? It was called uh uh uh, mic check volume one. You know, uh, so yeah, we uh, my brother did the artwork. We was all on the front, uh, and so we had the song list, man. And my boy Dollar Bill, you listen to it. He's like, man, Twin good them beats, and he getting better with them beats now. He listens to songs of jamming. He said, man, so how much y'all selling these for? I said, man, we selling for ten dollars a piece. He's like, nah, man, nah, nah, bro. You had to come down on that price. Yeah, that's too much. I say, but they buying them for ten dollars. <laughs> he said, what? I said, yeah, we telling people it's ten dollars, and they just, they just, they just giving it up happily. He's like, for real? Shit. So my check volume one, man. I forgot how many we pressed up, bro. But we had boxes. Boxes full, and we sold every last one for ten dollars. Man, we had people sometimes buying two of them. I'm slanging CDs at the gate, mind you. I'm military police, so I, I know where the security cameras is at. I know where the cutout areas is at. So I got my box. People rolling up. I said, man, they can't see you right here. Hey, I got CDs for sale, bro. Man, I'm slanging them at the gate. Somebody come back around. Somebody think it's nah, nah, man. Hey, man, let me get another one. They buying two CDs. I'm making 20 bucks. I done sold out a whole box of CDs of my music, our music at the gate. Oh, hating ass dude, man. I come up there with the box. We don't watch together. Well, man, what's that? I said, that's my, that's my music. He look, he pick it up. He pick it up. He mm, kind of toss it back in the box. I said, oh, hating ass. So he see me making all this money at the gate. I got a roll of money in my fucking, in my pockets, right? In my military pocket, my cargo pants, man. I'm, I'm wearing my camos. He go, uh, he looking, and he just frowning up. He says, the people really buying it? I said, yeah, they buying it. I said, you want to buy one? No. <laughs> oh, hating ass. But anyway, a lot. Of, one thing I have to say about this, too, when people say you're getting money outside of, outside of the military, uh, most people hate it. Very few want to be like, hey, all right, show me how you do that. Most people just hate it because you had a talent outside of the military. You know? I got a story on that, too. But anyway, man, some time goes by. Uh, Man, Benzo get locked up. Me and Twin keep keep the music going. Because when 
twin was locked up. Me and Benzo kept the music going. We were still putting doing shows, screaming free. My brother's name was Twenty Twin back then, so we was doing free Twenty Twin. We, <laughs> we were making sound steel jam, man. My grind won't stop. That's one of the jams. But um, so me and Twin, man, Benzo had got locked up. He doing some time, and so me and Twin said we gotta keep the music going. So we did double trouble the mixtape. And uh, he had me and Twin on the front cover. We had matching shirts. We grilled up diamonds in the ears. You know what I'm saying? We grilled up thanks to King David. If you need some custom jewelry, man, holler at my guy King David. He do custom jewelry. He has done jewelry for Mayweather and Beyonce and some other people. You know what I'm saying? Just putting it out there. <laughs> and so, man, my top was done by – my top eight was done by my boy David, and the bottom K9s was done by Johnny Dang, man, TB Johnny. And I had my diamonds in my ears. And so, man, we're on the front cover. You know, we throwing up the eights. You know what I'm saying? Boom. And uh, we put the, we put it together, man. Uh, the first song was called Payback. Back then, I was broke. Now I got me some men's. I used to ride the Metro. Now I'm driving the Benz. You know? My brother came up with that song. And uh, I put my verse on it. That was the first song on that, man. We had went to... Uh, that was just uh, right before Hurricane Katrina, man. This record label from out of New Orleans came over to Houston. They had located, relocated their family members and the label artists over to Houston before the hurricane had, uh, had hit. So they had their own little day at this club. It was a club on the south side. They had like an open mic or a talent show contest, you know? And they had their nights and they was advertising on 97.9 The Box. Shout out to Box, you know what I'm saying? Houston's first hip hop radio station. And so, um, we went there, man. And shout out to Kiati, man. Kiati was emceeing that night. You know, uh, my brother know Kiati. My brother, back when my brother first started doing the PlayStation beats, man, Kiati used to rap on some of his PlayStation beats and some of the H-Town history, too. So my brother know a lot of the H-Town rappers, man. While I was in the military, he was cool with all of them, man. So, um, but uh, we get to the club, man, and the list is already full of the acts that's going to go up and perform that night. But Kiati is the MC. And my brother knows Kiati, right? So, what's up, twin? What's going on, man? So, uh, I said, man, we trying to get on this list. I don't worry about it. I got you. So, me and twin, we the last act on now, even though our name ain't on the list. He, he, you know, he got us in there. So, uh, we just happy to be able to perform that night because that was the mission. The mission was to go there perform and try to sell our CD. You know, so when we first got to the late, said, y'all too late. So I said, man, it's okay if I sit these CDs here and you just you just tell people they could take one on the way out. You know what I'm saying? We just wanted to get our music out. We still have a bunch of CDs that we could sell, but we just wanted to get the music out. You know? Tell them to take a CD with them. Man, okay, we left a stack of CDs up there at the window. They had a little window booth. You know what I'm saying? We got a chance to perform. Man, we come up there, man. They got they got they got DJs in there from 97.9. Me and Twin look like we already somebody. We got diamonds in our ears. We grilled up, shining, matching. It's like, damn, these boys already look like they made it. You know? <laughs> so we get up there, man. The beat drop. Twin go first. I go second. Man, we kill that thing. They had to announce the winner of the competition. Me and Twin win the competition. We wasn't even on the list. We wasn't even supposed to be a, we wasn't even an original act. Supposed to even supposed to be in the show that night. We come in there and win the whole thing. 
All right, the record label that's in there from New Orleans, the dude, the head dude, he walk up. He said, I like what y'all did right there, man. Y'all boys good. And y'all twins too. All right. So you look and, and uh he was like, he looking at our shirts, he's saying the shirts has got the album cover artwork on it. Yeah, man, who did that? Shoot, man. Twin did the artwork. Twin produced, you know, twin made, you know, twin did the beat, you know. Twin did these beats. Hey man, let me go grab you a CD, man, so you can check out what we got. You know, I go to the front. The lady at the front window, she said, hey, baby, after y'all perform, them CDs disappeared. I say, all right. I say, all right, cool. I come back. I'm talking to old dude that run the, the label out of New Orleans. I said, man, I will give you a CD, but they all gone. Everybody took them. He said, oh, that's what's up. You know, that's what's up. That's what's up. Man, well, holler at me, man. He got my card. I got an office over here. Watch out. You know, man, y'all come stop by, man. We can, you know, just, you know, discuss some, you know, some, uh, some business. Me and Tim, we, t- we, t- we take the car. We're like, cool, man. You know, they all blinged up. He got the chain on with his initials on it. The brother got one. They got the Hummer outside wrapped. Got the Bentley outside. Got the Range Rover outside. We like, okay, that's cool. So we come back next weekend. We do another. We kill it there. We win two weekends in a row. And then we see him out there again because it's his, it's his open mic, you know, that he advertising. He's like, so what's up, what's up, twin? I say, hey, cool, man. We're gonna come by the office. We come by the office, we kick it with him. Now the dude, man, he's a little bit taller than me. I'm about six feet, five, eleven and a half, six feet. The dude a little bit taller than me, he's about six two. And he's uh supposedly a, a professional boxer or ex-professional boxer, you know. But everybody there, man, we in the building, we off of this, so we on the southwest side. And he had the he had an office, he had the whole, he had the whole little floor. To himself, man, he got the conference room. He got the studio in there. He got the weight room. He got his office, his brother office, who's the vice president, of, you know, of the label. And man, we we over there hanging. Man, I seen Chopper style up there. Kane and Abel. High boy Ronald. High boy Ronald was one of the uh, was one of the label artists. So yeah, man, we out there. We chilling around. Kane and Abel, man. Cause me and Terry was twins. They were some of our favorite rappers because they was actually twins that could rap. There's been a lot of twins that came in that couldn't rap. You know what I'm saying? But shoot, they could actually rap and make some jamming songs. So we saw them come by there, man. We seen so many different artists coming through there. And we was going, we was going over there. And one thing, the first thing he did, he said, Hey, come with me, twin. Y'all come on. So we go in the weight room. He kind of big dude, right? He bigger than us. You know, story is he had this in prison time too before. So he got 225 on the bench. He just hit and he said, man, he did a hundred times a day. You know, every day I hit a hundred times, you know? And so yeah, get up, get up under there. Yeah. Let me see what you got there. Yeah. Get up, get up under there. So man, shoot, I'm in the military. Man. I get up under it. I'm hitting the 225 like it ain't nothing. Twin get up under it. He hit it. He's like, okay. Okay. He get back on there. Hit it again. Let's go. Let's go. He do him another set. I do another set. Twin do another set. We keep going. So we kind of get like burnt out. And so uh, after that, you know, we back chilling. He said, man, you like the setup? You like the setup? And yeah. He showed us some contracts. Like, what do you like to offer? And me and Twin was like, we liked it, the atmosphere. We liked it, the people. You know what I'm saying? Seeing some of my childhood, you know, uh, kind of like rap heroes come through. That was cool. And we looked at the contract. I said, we're going to take it home and go over it. And we'll come back. He said, all right, man, take your time with it. Take your time with it, though. So we like, we like, we like cool. We like, 
yeah, man, we go home and we like, we looked at the contract. We understood what it said, but we was like, okay, it ain't all that, but it's going to get our feet wet in the game and we're going to get a chance to see. We'll finally get a chance to get into the music business, get some exposure. We're going to get our feet wet so we can see how this music thing is. We want this, right? And then the stipulations of it, we're like, if this don't happen, this don't happen, the contract is voided. If this don't happen, this don't happen. We up out of this. You know what I'm saying? Might not come out of the way, but we're going to get the experience and so we're going to know what to do better the next time. But at least we're getting in the game. You know? One of the guys up there at the label, he say, hey, you know why he had y'all in there working out, though? Yeah? He said, man, he kind of testing y'all. He trying to see where y'all strength at. He was like, because can't nobody else lift that stuff in here? Almost everybody else is real skinny. They are real skinny. And they always talked about guns. That's another thing, too. Like being up there around in the atmosphere, they had some cool people, man. And one of the kids, one of the cats, his name was Murder. You know? And he was fighting some gun charges, too. So he, he was, you know, fighting for his freedom. The dude was super talented, man. Could rap his ass off. You know? But it, this label was more than a label. It was a bunch of stuff up under that. Under that uh that umbrella. So, like I say, man, most of the guys around there, man, they, they were skinny. No, I shape. It was out of shape. They conversations all the time was who selling dope, who got shot, who getting shot, who got killed, who about to get murdered, who done it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that was a whole conversation most of the time, all, all the time up there with those cats, those other artists. And so me and Twin, a lot of times, we would be the only two people that would be in the studio. You know what I'm saying? We'd be in the studio, man. And another one of our friends, he was an engineer for a time, being he would come with that engineer, man. I ain't going to say his name and put him out there. But yeah, he built that. He know who he is. He built the engineer. And we would be the only ones in there working. Everybody else, I'll just be, you know, shooting the shit. I'm talking about nonsense. Who got shot? Who ain't get shot? Who got killed? Who about to get killed? You know? So, I'll notice one thing. The little dude, the dude, the dude murder. I noticed he had a tattoo on his arm. And it was the same tattoo as the logo. The same tattoo as the piece on the chain of the guy that run the place, run the whole thing. He said, yeah, man. He saved my life. He kept me from going to prison this one time. I'm fighting a gun charge now, though. He says, I own my, you know, he said, I own my life. So I got him tatted on my skin. I say, okay. As the day goes, day go by, days go by, because we going up there frequently, man. We trying to get it in. We re-recording stuff. We recording news. We writing songs. We trying to collaborate with other artists. I noticed that all these people got this dude initials tattooed on. I'm like, wow. I said, I never tattoo no other man's name initials on me nah I ain't doing that so this is a lady up there one day cause earlier that day it was a company up there a sports drink company and they were trying to do some business with Deion Sanders and then they was also trying to do some business with the owner of the label so I'm like man he got big stuff going on up here we can be clicked in on our list, man. We can get our faces out there, man. Maybe, you know, get some, you know, some sponsors, some endorsements or something. Be attached to some stuff and be on TV, you know, get our music out there. 
So it was another, there was a lady that came in. She fine. She had his business suit on. So I'm thinking it's another business deal going on because he got important people coming into his office trying to sell him something or get him to be a part of something all the time, right? So we in the studio recording, me twin and my boy. And then the lady comes in there and sits down with us while we're recording our verses. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, true. We got to go home. We got to impress this lady. She might be some kind of record exec or something, you know? So she sitting there, we finish recording and she gets up. Old dude come and get her. And I'm talking to another one of the other dudes, man. He was in there with us. I said, man, I said, who's that lady? Uh, you think she liked what she heard? He said, man, lady? That ain't no lady. He said, man, you, you liable to come up here. Man, she got something in every hole. In, in, in his office or in the conference room. He said, you can get something now if you want some. I said, what? It just blew my mind. I like, did I just hear what I just heard? Because I'm thinking to myself, that's some kind of high record exit, the way the lady carried herself. She looked like she was a business owner. She didn't look like a high-priced call girl, you know? So he's like, yeah, buddy, there ain't no lady. He said, you can get something right now. You want something? And it just like blew my mind. So kind of find out. He told her to come in there with us because his baby, uh, the, the guy that owned the place, his baby mama had came. And she came back to check to see if he was screwing around on her. You know what I'm saying? So he told the lady to come in the studio with us. So it looked like she was there for us. <laughs> so when his baby mama picked that, poked that head in, poked that head into the, the studio, she looked at us. I get it, what's up, while I'm in the booth. And she looked at the lady, and she gave a nine, and she left. Because he, he could see everything that was going on outside. He could see the whole parking lot. He had cameras for everything. She so jump in the car, she drive out. He's like, oh, she going for good. She can get on the freeway. Okay. So, you know, we go home that night. And I'm like, nah, I said, nah, nah, I'm tripping. I ain't hear what I heard. So some days go by. We come back up to the studio. I call him, my brother, man, you ready to go up there? Hey, it's cool. Me and Twin on the way up there. We up there. They got a lawyer up there. He said, everybody come on in. Y'all Twin, y'all come on in here. Meet our new lawyer. You got any gun charges? Murder charges in there. This the man to talk to right now. You got anything, man. It's the man to talk to right now. This our guy. Me and Tony like, we ain't got nothing to worry about. We ain't got nothing like that. But almost everybody else on the label, we're fighting some kind of charge. To them, that was like normal life. You know what I'm saying? To the people that was on that label. I ain't gonna say, you know, that's normal for Louisiana and New Orleans, but the people that was on that label. That was normal for them. So, and what was crazy too is that when we did turn the contracts in, we signed the contracts, he was like, yeah, man, I did a background check on y'all, man. Y'all, y'all brothers look too clean. He said, y'all coming up here, man, with the mustache trimmed up, beard lined up, you know, haircuts and stuff. He said, y'all too clean to make sure y'all wasn't the police. And I was like, I told him, I said, I said, I am the police, but hey. <laughs> ain't got no jurisdiction. I'm just military police. I said, I ain't got no jurisdiction. 
not no real streets. But I guess he did, you know, I guess it kind of went by and he didn't remember it, you know? Because that, that comes, that pops up later in the story, right? So we up there, man. He got everybody lined up. We all in line. Everybody shaking hands and telling their issue with the lawyer. And me and Twin, like, we ain't got nothing. Sorry, man, we ain't got nothing for you. Like, we shake your hand, though. It's cool to meet you. And went on about our business. And so, um, one day, it's like three females up there. Once One of them is the chick that was in the business suit previous nights before. And so I come, I come and I go in the office because I had to ask, I had to ask the dude, the head dude, something real quick. And so the three ladies in there, and uh, I asked the question. I said, "Hey, man, one of the guys told me he say these ladies belong to you." That this, I said, I, "I said, ain't this lady like she was some kind of business or something?" He's like, "Nah, that's mine. That one mine too, and that one mine too." So he tell him, he said, "Sean." Now, I told you earlier that all the dudes had this guy's initials tattooed on them, right? These women turned around, they unbuttoned their blouses, and they took the, they took the corner of their shirts and they pulled it down. They had his initials tattooed on their back. Each one of them. I said, damn. So it's real. He said, yeah, they mine. All of them. He said, but if you want some, Twin, you can get some. And, uh, I'm mad at the time. All the women bad. They all bad. But uh, I was like, nah, I'm good. And so uh, I go back in the studio, man. We was working on the song. He said he liked the song, but he wanted us to change the words around a little bit, put some put some different things in it. We was like, okay, cool. Because we were kind of talking about, like, having a good time. While The song was talking about, you know, having a good time. Why? You know, you're struggling, but you're still having a good time. He was like, nah, we don't struggle over here, bro. I don't do that. <laughs> change, change the legs. So I go back in the office, you know, at the end of the day to go ask him something. And then I walk into the office. His door was already open. You know, I would knock on the outside. And then, you know, the door already open. I walk in. This dude getting a blowjob. He got one of the girls on the knees. He getting a blowjob. What's up, twin? I walk in, I say, oh, whoa, I turn, I turn like that. I say, hey, man, I just need to ask you a question, but I'll just come back later. He said, nah, man, ask your question, man. I was like, uh, so I asked the question. I still got my head turned. He's like, hey, man, you, you, you want some? He said, hey, man, it's about to go down, man. So if you're scared or you love your wife, I suggest you leave the building. So he called the other two girls in the office because they were finna have some kind of orgy or something, right? And another female had showed up. And then his brother was talking to a female now. And they were trying to convince that, convince her, and she had a sister with her, convince her and her sister to jump in all this and have one big shebang. I said, yeah, man, I got to get up out of here. You know, so me and Twin left. We left that day, but it was going down, man. Was, and we was like, I guess this comes with it, but, man, we going to stick around and get our feet wet in this game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... One day, we come up there, and man, it's, it's like it's chaos in the office. You know, the lawyer's there. Old dude is there. He he frustrated. He mad. He mad as hell. He zoomed. And when he came in, he zoomed into the parking lot. They all come upstairs. They come to the elevator. He yelling. He yelling. 
man, supposedly somebody had did something with some guns and the guns was in his name. You know, right? So they had a meeting for them to say certain things when they got in front of the judge. And one of the people almost messed up and didn't say what they were supposed to say, what they were instructed to do by their lawyer. And this person had a song on the radio that was in heavy rotation around that time. And so old dude put his hands on him. So this guy, the grown man, is getting cussed out like a little kid. And he's scared. And he, he got a black eye. <laughs> he got a black eye because dude put his hands on him at the gas station prior after they left the courthouse prior to coming back to the office. You know? And I'm like, what happened? Oh, man, old dude, man, he almost slipped up and didn't say the right thing in court. He could have got us all to put away. I was like, I'm thinking to myself, well, I ain't got to worry about that kind of stuff. I ain't got no problems. All right? So we saw stuff like that. Then, so one time, you know, we making music. And he also told us, too, man, that we was going to get some chains with the label logo on it. You know what I'm saying? We was going to get chained, you know, get chained up, you know, get initiated. Have a chaining day, you know? Never got no chain. So... Time passed by. This is around time I got. This is when I got the orders to go back to San Diego. Like I said in the last one, the last hurrah, I had just got order. I, I, I got orders to go to San Diego, and I, you know, this is when I had agreed to that I was going to reenlist and go to Japan if they sent me to San Diego, so I can get this sixty thousand dollars on reenlistment. So I was trying to go back to San Diego so I can go to school, right? What? The military gave me some money for for travel, but I needed a little bit more money. So I came to, man, we had been putting in work, so I came to the dude. I said, hey, bro, I need I need a couple hundred to go on top of this, man. Can you spare it? I'll pay it back to you. You know? He said, yeah, no problem. So once again, the chick that was in the business suit, she's in the office on this day, too. He tell her, you know, pull your checkbook out, write him a check for this much. You know? It was like three, four hundred dollars. I just need a couple extra, just to make sure. Travel that was safe, right? So she pulled out her checkbook and she write me a check, right? So I pulled my wallet out. My wallet had my badge on it, had my police badge on it. I put my wallet out of my back pocket. I opened my wallet up so I can put the check in there so I can go to the bank and cash it the next day, right? He looked, he said, what is this? Man, he pulls a drawer open at his desk. He puts a big old pistol on a big old pistol on the desk, slams it down. He go like this. What's up, twin? So I look at him, I start laughing. Like I told you, I said, my dad said I'm crazy because when I still get bad, I start laughing. I start laughing. I said, man, I ain't scared of no gun. I see guns every day, you know? And I took my wallet and I turned. To, I said, "Bro, look." I said, "What that say?" I said, "Say Naval Station." I said, "Man, I'm a, I said, I'm a military. I ain't got no jurisdiction outside of no military base." I said, "I can't do nothing to you, bro." I said, I, "I'm only on my short duty. See, I'm doing this for short duty." I said, "I really, my job is to look for submarines, but I'm doing military police for short duty. I can't do nothing to nobody. Ain't nobody." He's like, "All right, I'll just check it, just check it." And he got the pistol. I said, "Man." I'm around guns all day, man. 50 cals, M60, M16, AR-15, 9 millimeters. 
shotguns. I'm like, come on, man. M14s, ain't, ain't nobody, man. Ain't nobody scared because you got a gun. I'm around them all day. I'm handling them all day. I'm cleaning them. I'm taking them apart because you got a gun. I'm supposed to be scared. All right. So he looked. And then, man, after that, I had to transfer. So I went on and went my, about my way. But my twin was still in Houston. And things died down. They started they started doing cleanup and repair in New Orleans. So the, the company went. They went back. They took their family with them. But the artists that wasn't related to them, they got left behind. Most of them got left behind. You know what I'm saying? But nothing ever came with that contract. The contract was voided because they had a certain time frame where certain things had to be met and done. Uh, contractually, on their side of the contract, wasn't nothing done. They didn't, they didn't hold up the end. And it fell apart. You know what I'm saying? I think my brother, I think my brother went to New Orleans one time and did a concert. He did a show at a club or something like that with them. And then that was it, bro. But it was it was a trip though, because some of the like we got cool with some we got cool with a lot of people that was there at the label. And I live in Northside Houston. You know what I'm saying? I live in a home. You know what I'm saying? I, I built my home. We got this house built when I was like 24 years old. And so some of these, some of these, some of these people on labor, man, they only been in the project. They ain't never lived in a home. So it was the dude murder, man, one time he could wrap his ass off. So we told him, we said, hey, bro, come by the house, man. When the studio locked up up here, you want to work on certain things, you can come to the house because we're recording at home. We come up here to try to do, we do it at home, and then we bring it up here to try to perfect it, you know? He's like, oh, man, y'all doing this at the house? So he come by the house, he pull up. We getting the address. He pull up. He looking like, this is where you live at? Like, yeah. So this your home? I said, yeah. He like, man, where I come from, don't nobody got no house like this. Ain't nobody got no house this size. So he come in, man, everything clean, everything spotless. Fam asking, do you want something to eat? Do you want something to drink? He come inside. We come in the back, back master room. We got this. We got the microphone. Everything was set up and everything. My brother going through the beats, and they just amazed, bro. Cause they say where they from, they don't never see nobody live like this. Like I say, my pops from Fifth Ward. And I, I, as a kid, I hung in the hood a bunch. We lived in Fifth Ward until we moved to the south, you know, and was in that area. And even after we moved to the southeast side, we frequently visited Fifth Ward, Third Ward area. You know what I'm saying? So I've been there. My grandma used to live in Clayton Home Projects in Houston. So I've been in the projects, you know? So it don't, it ain't, it wasn't nothing for me to to be around people in the projects. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, man, where we from? We don't know nobody got nothing like this, bro. This 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 yours. This your home. I'm like, yeah. And so it just it just it blew their mind because they ain't never seen nobody live outside of the projects. And if you and if you're familiar with Juvenile and Manny Fresh just did, you know, drink channels. They got to do it. They said they going to do another one. But they said it. They said they got people that never left their block. They do all their shopping at the corner store. They do everything on their street or they, or they hood or they block. They don't never leave. They ain't never left it. And he said, he said one thing about Hurricane Katrina, it exposed them to the rest of the country. Like they saw how it was to live different places and, how, you know, different opportunities. So, man, I wish them brothers the best. It was some good people. It was some it was some good people on that label. 
uh, I wish it would have turned out to be be something because uh, man, in this journey, man, it's been a bunch of uh, it's been a bunch of fake people, you know, trying to do this music. But um, yeah, that was my first time, man. First time with a first time with, a, with an artist deal or record deal. But uh, she got uh, T Swin. This has been Storytime with T. Tune in next week for another episode of Storytime with T. She got T Swin, and I'm out, man. Peace, y'all. Peace, love, happiness, health, and abundance. Y'all be easy. And as always. Stay twisted, my friends. Peace. Hey, it's me again. You got T Swin with Storytime with T. You can listen to Storytime with T on Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Support the show. Listen on the go anywhere while you work out at the job. It's your guy T Swin, Storytime with T. Check it out, y'all. Support. Peace.